Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. And standing by in the Blues booth is the voice of your St. Louis Blues, Chris Kerber. The NHL draft is tonight. Last week, we had the end of the season. The Tampa Bay Lightning win the Stanley Cup championship. And now we've got the draft. And later in the week, the start of free agency. Curbs, good morning. How are you doing? Randy, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. How about you? Everything's good. All right, let's start with this. And generally, with the 26th pick, we don't know who the guy is that the Blues draft. But one thing about the Blues is they've drafted some good players in the past. And because of what's happening right now with Petrangelo and with the cap situation, seems to me that the Blues need to draft some impact. Yeah, you know what? It's it's an interesting exercise to go back and look at recent blues drafts randy and then there's two there's really two separate eras i'd say over the last 15 years you, you've got the era where they went to dead last in the league Jarmo kekalainen was in charge of the drafts and they really started stockpiling first round draft picks so that, that's the times when they started getting the tj Oshies, the david perons the berglands you know the, the ian coles and along those kind of lines you know th- then the team got better and in the last seven drafts, which are the drafts that were run by Bill Armstrong, who is now the general manager of the Arizona Coyotes, after Kekalainen went and took over the general manager position of the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Blues have only had first-round picks in five of those seven drafts. And the earliest pick they had the entire time that Bill Armstrong was in charge of the draft was Robert Thomas, who he took at 20th. The, the point being is when you're going to stay and, and be in this window of, of pretty good hockey for over a decade that the Blues have been in, You've got to find some value, and you've got to find some of those late-round picks. And that's something that – or some of those late first-round, second, third-round picks that become impactful. Now, they've done that with, like, a Joel Edmondson, a Colton Pareko. But we haven't seen a lot of that on the forward side of things, Randy. And I think that if there's one area where the draft in general can find a way to be more impactful for the Blues, it's finding some more of those players like David Perron, who was taken 26 overall in, in the 2007 draft. Curbs, is there any prospect in particular that you maybe have your eye on that you think would be a great fit for the Blues? Okay. All right. Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> Look, I'm being completely honest, and, and, and this, is, this is the reality of it. Unlike, unlike college football or, or college basketball, where there is such a viewership of this, mm-hmm. um, you know, at, at that point in time, and then those players go from college sports right to the NFL or right to the NBA, so there's a real connection of the draft picks with the organization and the fan base. That's very different, obviously, in baseball and, and in hockey. Some, they're drafting 17-, 18-year-old kids in between those two sports. They typically spend a few years in the minor leagues working their way up. Uh, that's after spending a couple of years in junior hockey. So I'd be lying if I told you I spent a lot of time looking at uh, different prospects and stuff of who might be available at 26. So I'm not... I'm not trying to be a smart aleck, but I honestly, I don't. That is that is a job in and of itself that some people do all season long uh, to, to watch a lot of these prospects, and it's just not something that I've spent much time on. Curbs, Randy and I had the same conversation before the show, but do you think there's anything the NHL can do to make the draft and make these prospects more consumable to the average fan? Well, you, you know, the, the reality of it is, is I'm not sure it's worth the effort. Uh, now, now look, it's important. It's important in the markets where, where, you know, you have these NHL teams. Okay. But I don't think it's likely that you're going to get, uh, a whole group of people 
you know, you know, w- watching the Regina Pats, you know, and and, fi- <laughs> and finding ways to watch them, you know, from here. It's it, it's just different. Like you could turn on, you know, you can turn on ESPN, you know, plus every now and then, and at least find you know Mid America Conference, you know, football games and things like that. But so I. I just don't know that it's it's the same thing with college baseball and all that. People are going to know who the top prospects are in all the sports. So you're going to know your top three or four, you know, you know. But when it comes to baseball, when it comes to hockey in those drafts, uh, then once you get down further into the first round, into the second round, it just becomes a little more obscure. And it's and it's nobody's fault. It's just the way that the sports are done. It's the way their drafts are done. And and I, I don't know that it's worth a whole lot of extra effort. I, I think it's great that, that they televise a the draft. I think it's great the way that they're doing it, you know, virtually this year. And and for those that are interested and for those markets, it, it's good theater to watch. Outside of it, just get the draft picks in your, uh, in your barn and start uh, developing them. Curbs, there are a couple of great movies, Enemy of the State with Will Smith, Ray, uh, obviously with Jamie Foxx, and Regina King is a great actress. How did we get to Regina in Canada when we have... <laughs> The name Regina. I just don't get it. You know, um, well, the the jokes are plentiful. Um, uh, I don't, you know what? I, I Listen, I have no idea. I didn't, I don't know how we got rooting to boot the house either. So, you know. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with just, you. I'm going to. I'm going to go ahead and leave that one right there before I get into trouble. <laughs> Chris Kerber, the voice of the blues, with character and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Doug Armstrong is in an interesting position, isn't he? Because he does have a window of opportunity right now, but you don't want to... I don't know if you don't want to give up the futures so that you can keep this window open for three or four more years. I know that the Blues look for a, a five-year plan. I got to tell you, Curbs, if I were, and, and I say this from afar, but if I, if I were a Blackhawks fan and had the run that they did with the three championships, I wouldn't be too put off by what's happening right now, but that's what you have to try to avoid by drafting well. But th- this comes down to free agency and the way you spend money, ultimately, is are you going to allocate so much to players that can't play in the future anymore that your team has no chance of being really good? Okay, and that, that is the great debate, especially in the salary cap era. When the Detroit Red Wings were doing it, there, there, there wasn't really a salary cap. So they were able to still go out and spend the money and, and, and sub, you know, supplement with pieces. You can't do that now. On top of that, there's another aspect of this, Randy, that uh, has become a real big piece of a lot of this stuff. A lot of these players have been given no movement, no trade clauses, modified no trade clauses. For example, there's a lot of talk that the Coyotes could be trying to move Oliver ekman Larson, But he gets to pick two teams that they could trade him to. You know, and, and so that, that absolutely limits what, what other teams or general managers could do, uh, you know, if, if if they wanted to get their hands on them. So that's part of it, too. I, I do think, I, look, I, I really, I, I believe this wholeheartedly. I am willing to mortgage part of the future to win some more Stanley Cups now. We've seen how hard it is to get into a window like this, and I think you've got to fight to stay in that window. Now, the Blues have done that. Like I said, first-round picks and only and only five of, of, of the last seven drafts. So they've been willing to trade them. The problem is, is when you look at the draft standpoint, and I don't think you look at the last two years yet, because you know that's that remains to be seen what those players are going to do. All right, but we haven't seen uh, enough yet out of Clint Costin, Torupchenko, David Noel, Trenton Bork, Anton Anderson, and that was the 2017 draft. Mm-hmm. Evan Fitzpatrick, Tanner Capsick, Nolan Stevens signed, but it, more a minor league contract. Connor Bleakley. I mean, there, there's too many names 
that are not finding a way to be impactful. And if you're going to be able to go out and sign some key free agents to help keep you in that window, at some point, some of those younger guys are going to have to be a little more impactful for this organization, in my opinion. But, yeah, I'm, I, I would be willing to go through what the Blackhawks are going through right now to have found a way to two more Stanley Cups without a shred of doubt. One other, interest, one other interesting thing about the Blues curbs, as uh, we worry about what they're going to do to keep Alex Petrangelo, and Pet, they've got like, uh, I think, 5.1 in that area uh, in uh, cap money. The Blues don't have a single player that is, aside from Scandella with the new contract, that's between 3 and $4 million. Oscar Sundquist makes 2750000 Then the next guy up is David Perron at $4 million. Point being, there isn't an awful lot of middle class among the Blues. You've got the elitely paid guys, and then you've got the lower paid guys. Well, and that's what that's one of the things that the PA was afraid of back in 2004, 2005, when the salary cap would came into places that you'd really have that gap in it. And that part is run very true. That that said, that that backs up the point of what we were talking about, about needing some of those younger players yep. to be a little more impactful. Like, like a Scott Perunovich coming in, being very impactful next year for the St. Louis Blues, as much pressure as that is on him, could be immensely important, especially if, if Alex Petrangelo does not resign. And, and you, there, you know, there's a couple things here. One, unrestricted free agency is a two-way street. You know, so if he doesn't re-sign with the St. Louis Blues, I don't think it's going to be all on the Blues, and I don't think it's going to be all on Petrangelo. I think I think there will be decisions to be made, you know, of value on both sides of the fence, whatever either side is valuing. I will say this: don't forget, it was just a couple of years ago that the Tampa Bay Lightning decided to let Steven Stamkos and and, and Steven Stamkos decided that they were going to test the free agent market, and despite being courted by the New York Islanders heavily and and the Toronto Maple Leafs heavily. He went back and he re-signed with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And how like how rewarding must that be for him to have gone through that and now lift the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. as a member of the Tampa Bay Lightning? So I do wonder if in the current age, especially this year and next year, we're going to have a flat cap. I really do wonder, Randy, if some of these teams are saying, you know what, why should I negotiate against a market that I'm not sure of what it is? You know, And if, and if, the, if the, you're willing to go ahead and say if the player walks, he walks, let them test the market, and then you become part of the bidding process with them. And, and I don't necessarily see a problem with that plan. Well, Curbs, with all that being said, if you had to handicap it, where do you think Petro ends up? Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd handicap it at most 50-50 right now. I mean, it's, it's a matter of both sides are going to have to continue to give a little bit more. And, you know, again, just with the quotes that he gave to Jeremy Rutherford, you know, players are – Players and agents right now are really concerned about the structure of contracts because, for example, this year, uh, players, 27% of their salary right off the hop is gone. 10% is deferred, right? And the other 17 to, to, to 20% is going into escrow. So, you know, you look at it that way and the structure and how contracts are structured this year, next year for a few contracts moving forward, I think it's got to be different than the way we're used to be doing it. How much are players and agents willing to let that happen? I don't know. But I do know that it has to happen because, frankly, the, the business model has changed, I think, across the board. Curbs, great stuff as always. Thank you very much. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a great week, guys. Talk to you later. Thank you. That is Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues, here on 101 ESPN. By the way, in terms of cap space, 
I do believe, because Petro has talked about it, he wants to go to a team that has a chance to win. Mm-hmm. Ottawa has $42 million in cap space. They aren't winning anytime soon. Buffalo has $32 million. They aren't winning anytime soon. New Jersey, yeah, they were good two years ago, but it just doesn't seem like a spot for him. Detroit's not winning anytime soon. They've got $25 million. Now you get to the Rangers. They have a chance. They need left defense more, but they have $23 million in cap space. The Avalanche have $22 million in cap space, although they already have Eric Johnson under contract and they do have Kale McCarr. Uh, Florida, to me, I, I've said this from day one, makes the most sense at $21 million in cap space. Probably not going to Calgary. They probably aren't going to pay it. Boston has $14 million, but they're trying to sign Tory Krug back for themselves. Vancouver is one of the teams that Ekman Larson has on his list. Um, he, Petro's probably not going to Winnipeg, but the team to watch out for and the team that could make a move tonight, keep an eye on Toronto making a move. Right now they, and by the way, I said the Blues have $5.1 million in cap space. Toronto has four point seven. If they can give themselves, move it forward and give themselves $6 million more, Toronto certainly would be a threat. Everyone's going to be paying attention tonight, wondering yep. how this is going to tip the balances. And free agency starts on Friday. <sighs> Man, that snuck up on us quick. It sure did. That's Michelle. I'm Randy. And coming up, we've got The Fight on 101 ESPN.